The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. MLB DFS Quick Hits, your July 31st edition. It is crazy, folks. We are just a couple months away from the end of the baseball season already. It is flying by. It's about four months in the books already, or three months. Math's tough at this time of the morning, but uh, it's wild. And what, you know what else is wild? The MLB trade deadline. Absolutely crazy. Waking up to another trade. Keone Kella for the Pirates. Um, Kinsler last night. So much going on. It's going to be a wild edition of Around the Base with Bubba and Mo. Going to record either tonight or tomorrow night. Some schedules. It's a busy week uh, in my life going on with between softball and work and a bunch of other stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to sweet, sneak in podcasts as we can and with guests and other people. So you will get them when you get them. Bench with Bubba recorded a great one last night with Greg Smith and then found out only half of it recorded. So got to try to find out when to do that again. It's uh, frustrating. Very, very frustrating. But the always pressing PGA DFS podcast did get out. That turned out very, very well with myself and Jesse getting you ready for the WGC Bridgestone, so a lot going on, but uh, sometimes all this work goes to waste, which is fun, but uh, the good stuff is, if you guys do enjoy this, if you enjoy this podcast or any of the podcasts that I bring to you or the website brings to you, please go and give them a rate and review, we'd really, really appreciate it as there is a lot of time put into those, and uh, it means a lot to us, it helps us out, getting it to grow even more. Also, if there's any of you listeners, or you know of anybody that's been curious about it, that would like to start writing in sports, if it's fantasy, if it's just basic news if it's gambling if it's just a twist of interesting stuff let us know hit us up on the sports degens uh, dms hit us up on the website there's a link that says i'd like to write for these sports degens go check it all out we love having people on it's first timers experienced writers whatever the more content the better the better it gets the better we all enjoy it lastly as i'm trying to get the housekeeping news out early go to draft.com draft in your app store is a great sponsor of the podcast and really helps Keep things going. So go check it out. It's a great way to play fantasy sports. It has all kinds of sports. And right now, the big thing it has besides baseball going on is the NFL best balls, which are, are, are live and cracking. You can do the quick drafts or the eight-hour time limit drafts. Tons and tons of fun. And if you're new to draft, use promo code SD Sports at checkout, and you'll get entry into a free $3 tournament of your choice. So go check it out. Draft.com. Draft in your app store. Promo code SD Sports. Now let's get crack-a-lackin' on this 14-game Tuesday slate, July 31st edition. It is loaded. Let's talk about the totals real quick. 
You got the Orioles at the Yankees, total of nine. Cubs, Pirates, eight. Mets, Nationals, eight and a half. Reds, Tigers, nine. Angels, Rays, seven and a half. Phillies, Red Sox, ten. Marlins, Braves, nine. Indians, Twins, eight and a half. Royals, White Sox, nine. Rockies, Cardinals, seven and a half. Rangers, D-backs, nine. Blue Jays, A's, eight and a half. Astros, Mariners, eight. Brewers, Dodgers, eight. So, you know, you got the big total in Boston. You got a couple nines out there, a couple eight and a half, and a lot of eight and below. So you got a little bit of everything out here. You got some pitching. You got some hitting. Be really interesting to see how it all breaks down tonight. We're going to do our best job here at first glance to give it to you. Join us in the Slack chat as more and more goes on throughout the day. Everyone got onto the Chase Darnold bandwagon last night at 3300 bucks. He went to Ding Dong City. Stuff like that does come out of that Slack chat quite a bit, so it's very, very good. Uh, the more active people are, the more it works, or you can sit back and watch and enjoy the information that is spewed out there. Lastly, watch the weather tonight. Uh, Mets at the Nats. It starts out pretty rainy, rainy and then it kind of uh, goes away to about 15% chances of rain. Chicago-Pittsburgh around 20% chances. Cincinnati-Detroit at this moment looks nasty. We're talking like there's points where it's 90%, 60%. It looks nasty. Uh, maybe it breaks up and it doesn't happen at all. But keep an eye on Cincinnati-Detroit. And then Miami and Atlanta looks pretty rough also around 40% chances of rain. So keep an eye on those. Those are your, your ones to look at there. The 14-game slate could shrink a little bit. Now let's get into your pitch. you got four pitchers over 10,000. you got Trevor Bauer at 13-3. Tyler Skaggs at 11-3. Morton at 11-1, Tanaka at 10-3. All are in play if you so choose. Trevor Bauer obviously is an outstanding choice. He is a strikeout machine, and he's coming off, you know, maybe, uh, well, the start against Pittsburgh, 36.8, was outstanding. That first start back from the DL, or from the All-Star break, 6.6 against Texas. But that 36.8, that's what Trevor Bauer does, guys. He's been just lights out, strikeout machine. He has seven or more strikeouts in, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Okay, well, at least in his last 10 starts, he has seven or more. He has eight or more in eight of them. He has double digits in six of them. That's pretty damn good. Uh, Trevor Bauer bringing the strikeout machine with him. And he goes, and he's at Minnesota. I guess the team strikes out a little over 21% of the time. Um, he's got a great ground ball, right? Does give up some hard contact, so there's something to worry about there. The Twins have a 3.9 total. Lefty's 269, righty's 276. So Trevor Bauer, to me, is an outstanding play. The one thing I didn't give you guys... Let me give it to you real quick. The splits. On the season, he's faced him once. Five and two-thirds, six hits, three earned, 11 Ks for 23.4 points. Obviously, you'd like a little more at 13-3. But what I'm trying to tell you, in cash games, he's a great player. In GPPs, he has that 30-plus point upside. If he gets that, it'll be tremendous for you. Now, Tyler Skaggs, this boy has been dealing. He's 11-3. He's at the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, on the road, he's averaging 21 points a game on the road. The 2-1-1 ERA It's better than at home. He's faced the Rays once this year. Six innings pitched, one earned, seven Ks, 20.1 DraftKings points. He had 31 points his last start out against the White Sox and a 4.1 at Houston, and then 21-9, 18-3, 24-4, 31-30-25. He's been very, very good for about a month and a half. Absolutely outstanding. Goes up against the Tampa Bay team that we're going to love to target here. Strikeout almost 24% of the time versus left-handed pitching. He's got his 25.5% K rate, 11.5% swinging strike rate. 47% ground ball rate. He will give up the home run from time to time. The one run against the Rays was a solo shot. Uh, I believe he, in his last start where he dominated, I believe he gave up a home run in that game too because I had him rostered as well. But when you look at Tampa Bay, third lowest total on the slate at 3.6. Lefty's 281, righty's 306. So Skaggs at 11.3. If you want to save 2,000 off of Trevor Bauer, very much in play. You got Charlie Morton, who I don't hate at all. He's an interesting play. He's averaging 34 points in his one start against Seattle, 73. That's nowhere in 8Ks. 
been better at home than on the road, but still okay. Uh, he's kind of you know been hiccupy his last couple starts. I respect Seattle a bit, but if you want to go there, he'll be the, the lowest owned one in the group. My third one's Masahiro Tanaka, and this is a phenomenal play. It's, it's risky. It's not the cash game play because it's Tanaka. He's faced Baltimore three times this year. 16 innings pitch, 10 earned, 5 home runs. But he's got 19 Ks in those 16 innings, 15 DraftKings points. His last time out, 44.9 against Tampa Bay with a complete game shutout. He had 16.1 at Cleveland, a 9 at Baltimore, and a 24.1 at the Mets. This Baltimore team gets getting worse and worse, even though Scope is a great player tonight. Love it a lot. And, you know... Baltimore can be contrarian tonight because of the long ball factor that is Tanaka. But if Tanaka shows up, first off, he's a minus 330 favorite. The Baltimore Orioles strike out 24.5% of the time against right handed pitching. He's got 25% K rate, 14% swinging strike rate, 47% ground ball rate. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal GPP play. Baltimore has the lowest team total on the slate at 2.65. Nearly a full run lower than the Tampa Bay Rays versus Tyler Skaggs. Um... The Baltimore Orioles, <clears throat> excuse me, 293 Woba versus righties is dreadful. A 161 ISO, not good either. So when you look at the with Tanaka, it's all about, it's, it's the story of Tanaka all the time because he's really, really a good pitcher. If he can keep the ball in the ballpark, he's in for a very, very good night again. So he makes for a phenomenal GPP play. To me, he's the number one play up here if you're talking GPPs. And then I got Bauer 2, Skaggs 3. If you're talking cash, you go all the way to Bauer. And then you probably go Bauer, Skaggs, Tanaka. You go backwards in cash. But if you're talking GPPs, it's it's Tanaka, Bauer, and Skaggs. I love Skaggs. It's just those two guys are beasts in phenomenal matchups that they could do some damage in. So give me some Masahiro, Tanaka. And when you drop below $9,000, you got what hopefully I'm praying for. We talked about it on the last bench with Bubba with Andrew McClintock. We talked about him a lot this year because he's been so tilting. But Johnny Gray... He might be back, folks. He might be back. His two starts since returning from the minors, 26.9 at home in Seattle. In his last start, seven innings, one hit, one earned, six Ks, 24 DraftKings points at home against the Houston Astros. He's looked outstanding his last two starts. He's looked like the John Gray of old. St. Louis strikes out 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Gray's got the greats, 28% K rate, 13% swinging strike, 48.5% ground ball rate. Everything lines up very, very nicely. St. Louis with a 3.19 total. Lefty's 306. Righty's 279. Average Woba's average ISOs versus right-handed pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals. John Gray at 9600 bucks. If you don't want to go into the five digits, he makes for a very, very nice play in this range against the St. Louis Cardinals, a right-handed heavy St. Louis Cardinals offense. After John Gray, you start getting some interesting stories. Like you got John, uh, Jack Flaherty, big strikeout arm against Colorado. You could go that way to GPP if you'd like. Tanner Roark coming off a great start. $9,100 for Tanner Roark. Too much for me. I don't care how good he pitches. Do you want to get a little GPP weird now? Kyle Gibson, 8700 bucks at home against the Cleveland Indians. He's been better on the road than at home this year. He's faced Cleveland twice, 12 and two-thirds, three earns, 10Ks, averaging 20 points a start versus the Cleveland Indians. Coming off a 29.8-point performance at Boston. Struggled at Kansas City, then at home against Tampa Bay, 35 at home against Baltimore, 27. Struggled at Milwaukee, pitched really well at Chicago, Boston, at Cleveland. It was his last time he saw him, 17 to 103 Ks for 19.6 points. This is a GPP play because we know the upside that is Kyle Gibson. We also know the blow-up potential that is Kyle Gibson. But even if you look at Irvin Santana yesterday, if you, you know don't give up those two homers to Jose Ramirez, he probably goes about six or seven, giving up just like one or two runs instead of the four. And it's a whole different ballgame. 
So uh, the, the the sinking in action, the strikeout ability of Kyle Gibson against a, a Cleveland team that strikes out 20% of the time. He's got his 46% ground ball rate, 24 almost 24% strikeout rate. So lots and lots to like there. Cleveland's got a 4-6 total, which is good. The lefties do hit 343, righties 305. So we know the Cleveland offense is very, very good. That's what makes Kyle Gibson a very, very intriguing GPP play at $8,700 because the upside's tremendous. There is definite risk involved in that one. Going down a little farther, if you want to get weird, you can go Jamison Tyon versus the Cubs at 78, kind of like the Jack Flaherty idea, but it's a little cheaper. But you can also look at Danny Duffy at $7,700. Seems like he's always facing the Chicago White Sox these days, doesn't it? He? He's faced them three times this year, 17 innings, 9 earned, 16 Ks, averaging 14.2 a game against the White Sox. And he's been much, much better on the road this year, 3-5-4 ERA compared to 6-4-8 at home. This game is in the friendly confines of Chicago, not Wrigley, U.S. Cellular. His last time out against Detroit, he struggled for 4.2, but prior to that, we've been riding him 21. He had 31.6 at the White Sox, 7 innings, 4 hits, no earned, 8 strikeouts. He had 26.7 at Minnesota, struggled at home in the back on the road, 25-3, 23-3. He really pitches great on the road and struggles at home. I don't know what it is about Kansas City, but 7700 bucks for uh, Duffy against the White Sox team. We know that struggles. They can't hit lefties a bit, but they also strike out 26% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Uh, he gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact. It's always Duffy's problem. We talked about it over and over and over again. They have a 4-5-5 team total, which is pretty darn good. Lefty's 330, righty's 363. But if you really look at the Chicago White Sox, a 294 Wilba and a 144 ISO. Not good, Bob. Not good versus left-handed pitching. So if Duffy doesn't walk the world, which he has problems doing at time, he might give up a, you know, a run or two, a home run or two, hopefully solo. The strikeouts will be big time in this matchup. And at $7,700, he's a very solid-looking GPP-type play there with a little bit of cash game upside, a little bit. Matt Boyd, 7300 bucks at home against the Cincinnati Reds. Watch the weather. This is the nasty one. Nasty, nasty one. But Boyd's been good, averaging 15 points a game at home this year in a 3-4 ERA. Thanks since he wants four innings, five earned, five Ks, not good. Three DraftKings points, but recently... 23-3 at Kansas City, 18-3 against Boston, 15-9 at Tampa Bay. Struggled against Texas, and then 17-9 at Toronto. So four of his last five starts, 16 or more draftings points. We know Boyd does have the hiccups in him, but we've seen a ton of good starts from that boy this year, way more than we've got in recent years. The Cincinnati team that strikes out 21% of the time, and a Cincinnati team that does not have Adam Duvall playing the outfield versus a left-handed pitcher because he has been traded to the Atlanta Braves. That is a big plus when you're thinking about the grand schemes of things here. Uh, he does give up a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls, but does have a 22% K rate, which is worth talking about. Cincinnati, a 4.4 team total. Lefties, 268. Righties, 306. They have a good Woba of 333 against lefties, but a 148 ISO, which is really, really bad. So when, when the power and the runs count, they don't show up against lefties. So Boyd at 73 makes for an interesting play as well. So you're seven to nine Ks. You got John Gray kind of by himself up there. And then you got Kyle Gibson. Or actually, I'll go Danny Duffy, Kyle Gibson, Matt Boyd. So when you look at it, Gray, Duffy, Gibson, Boyd. It's kind of a GPP with a little bit of cash game upside in this realm. Now, when you drop down, it's ugly. Really, really ugly. And one of the only ones I like down here, and this is how ugly it is, is big game James. James Shields, $6,000 at home against Kansas City Royals. Just like uh, Duffy has better on the road than at home, James has been much better at home than on the road. 3-5-1 ERA at home compared to 6-0-6 on the road. And he's faced Kansas City twice this year. 10 in, or 12 and two-thirds innings, six earned, seven Ks. 
He's averaging 15 points a start against the Kansas City Royals, and he would take that for $6,000. Last time he faced him on July 13th, six and two-thirds, uh, five hits, two earned, seven Ks for 24.2 DraftKings points. So if you want to look at big game James at 6K, he's definitely in play for you here. The only other guy I'd give a, a slight look at, and it's terrifying that the weather might rain tonight anyways, is Homer Bailey at 4200 bucks. Uh, Homer Bailey isn't good. We know this, he's, but he's coming off an amazing start of 22.8 against St. Louis, his first start back from the DL at six and two-thirds. Two earned, eight Ks, and you're facing a Tigers team, which lineup does not scare a whole lot of people. And that's why I kind of can look at him at 4200 bucks. Uh, they strike out 22.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Um, and when you really look at it, Detroit's team total 464, but they have a 288 Woba to 134 ISO. They struggle tremendously versus right-handed pitching. They struggle against all pitching. And that's why at 4200 bucks, Bailey at least comes onto the screen as a GPP-type play if you want to get really, really weird. So recapping, I got Shields 1, Bailey 2. Recapping all of your pitching, though, up top, I got Tanaka 1, Bauer 2, Skaggs 3 when you're talking GPP. If you're talking cash, Bauer, Skaggs, Tanaka. In the middle, John Gray's kind of in a tier by himself, and then you got Danny Duffy, Kyle Gibson, and Matt Boyd. When you drop down below, Shields, then Bailey. So it's an interesting night. You have a lot of upside. It's tougher to play cash, it looks like, tonight, but definitely some interesting arms to target and watch the weather. Now let's get into the bats at the catcher's position. You know, the, the Braves call up one of their stud prospects, Allard, Kobe Albert, Allard, and he's a lefty. He's good, but JT Romito at 49 could be a nice GPP play for you there. Uh, Salvi Perez at 45. If you aren't playing Shields, you can definitely go that direction because when you look at the Royals, um, they're going to have a nice team total here. Uh, 4 4 5, lefty 362, righty 353. But they have bad Wobas and Isles versus righties. That's why Shields is interesting. But Salvi, he's a, he's a Royal I can get behind for sure. When you slide down the list a little farther, though, you know, you got Robinson Chirinos at 39. has been very, very productive. Elias Diaz, if he's in the lineup against John Lester at 37, you could target that. Um, when we get to BVP, the Pirates have always had really good success against Lester, at least for the most part, so it's pretty surprising. Uh, Andrew Knapp of the Philadelphia Phillies. He's 3500 bucks against Drew Pomeranz if he cracks the lineup, or Jorge Alfaro at 35. Both those Phillies catchers are in play versus Drew Pomeranz. Uh, Francisco Cervelli cracks the lineup instead of Elias Diaz. He's 3500 versus John Lester. He's had a little bit of history there against the lefty. As you slide on down a little farther, though, you got guys like Jan Gomes at 32, not running to play it, but he's a cheaper option you can look at. Uh, John Ryan Murphy, 3K. If not, Alex Avila is another good option there for the Arizona Diamondbacks going against Bartolo Colon. If Kevin Smith starts for the White Sox, he's 3K versus Danny Duffy, and he's in play as well. Sliding on down a little farther, you could look at the likes of, say, a, um, what's his first name before I screw it up? A Michael Perez of the Tampa Bay Rays going up against Tyler Skaggs is interesting at 2800 bucks. He's been playing very, very well. It is lefty-lefty, so be careful about that one. He might not get the start, but uh, look at the different cheapy catchers in that one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, when you go down even farther... Say Jeff Mathis gets the start against Cologne at 27. He's a cheapie and playing well for the D-backs. Uh, and other than that, check your lineups as there will be a few other catchers, as always, that pop up as super, super value on a big slate like this. Going over to first base now, you got the man up top, Matty Carpenter at 5K versus John Gray in GPP. Rizzo's at 49. Goldschmidt let the world down yesterday. He's 48 versus Bartolo. I could get back on that train if you have to against Big Sexy. 
But Freddie Freeman went deep yesterday. Really good player versus Dan Australia at 4,700. Uh, lefty's 368, righty's 387 Australia. He's always had been more of a reverse splits guy. Righties have hit him better. But you get Freeman in that ballpark against Dan Australia at 47. That's a nice-looking play there. Joey Gallo and your GPPs at 46 are like quite a bit as well. When you slide on down, you got like E5 against Gibson's interesting just because he does hit those righties with a lot of power. But uh, I'd probably skip that go to like a Jose Abreu at 42 versus Danny Duffy if you're not using Duffy. Uh, Greg Bird at 4,200 versus Ramirez of Baltimore is in a nice GPP spot for you there. Uh, Lucas Duda against Big Game James at 41. One I do like if you are fading Skaggs is CJ Cron at 41. Matt Olson's been slumping quite a bit. He's in a good spot there versus Caviglio at 41 as well. So I'm going to keep an eye on there. As you go below 4K, you're going to have some interesting ones here. But like Justin Bohr at 3,800 bucks. We don't know how long Allard's going to go, but Atlanta has made that bullpen much, much better. So be careful with that one. Um, Yuli Gurriel at 3,700 versus Mike, uh, Mike Leake is a very, very intriguing. David Fries, we used him last week versus a lefty. He's first base, third base eligible. He's 3,700 bucks going up against Lester. So when you're going to use Fries, you use him versus a lefty as a cheaper pl- pivot play. By no means am I all in love with the Pirates like I was in last week, but they are good GPP contrarian plays on this slate. As you slide down a little more, maybe a Mark Reynolds or Stephen Matz at 35. If you look that direction, a Chris Davis from Baltimore has been really showing a little bit of power of late. He's 3,400 bucks. He's averaging 10.3 in his last 10. Sonaka does give up the long ball, that short porch out there. You know, Chris Davis's last few games, 38, 8, 8, 19, 9. His last five games, eight or more DraftKings points. Really kind of, you know, a little, little bit of a run here. So Chris Davis... At that $34 price tag, if you aren't using Tanaka, he does come into play for you there. He can't be completely ignored like we have in, in weeks past. And then Lomo at 33 in the GPP. Louis Valbuena at 32 in the GPP. Those kind of guys there. But, you know, I think if you're going to go cheap, you go to Chris Davis. Otherwise, you go a little higher at the first base position. Second base, you got Javi Baez at 51. is interesting. But Ozzy Albies at 5K versus Dan Straley. I like that quite a bit. And Ruggie Odor, I like a lot versus Zach Godley at 49. When you're looking at the Texas Rangers... It's a team with a, da, 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 a 3-9 total. Lefty's 351, righty's 355 off Zach Godley. So uh, a Ruggie Odor at 49, definitely uh, a nice-looking play tonight. You slide on down. I got Drew Cabrera switch hitting at 45 versus Pomeranz is in play. Uh, Ian Kinsler is now a Boston Red Sox, so don't pay attention to that one. Who is Boston? Facing Philly, 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 Philly. Who's pitching for Philly? Is it, why am I blanking on this right now? Uh, da, 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 da. Jake Arrieta's pitching. So, Kinsler could be in play, but probably not for me. Not my cup of tea tonight against Jake Arrieta. I prefer Kinsler versus the lefty if I could. We go to like a Gliber Torres versus Ramirez at 43. He's very, very intriguing there. A Whit Merrifield at 42 versus Shields is worth a look as well. Don't hate either one of those. But probably my favorites, if, if you're not using Tanaka again, is Jonathan Scope at 4200 bucks. In a great spot there versus Tanaka to keep dropping bombs. AL player of the week last week. So go check Scope out at 42. Uh, Jed Lowry at 4200 bucks. Nice looking play there versus Caviglio as well. Oakland's in a good spot with a 4-8 total. Lefty's 348, righty's 308 versus Caviglio. They have the fifth highest team total on the slate. So uh, Jed Lowry, nice game last night. The big two-run double late in the game. He's 4200 versus Caviglio. Keep an eye on him. Sliding not down a little farther, you can look at the likes of like a D. Gordon at 39 to get on and steal some bags. Uh, Nico Goodrum against Bailey at 37. Both kind of GPP type plays there. 
You know, Harvest Solarte is always an interesting one at 3600 in its mid-price range. Uh, Kipnis at 35 versus Gibson is also an intriguing play for value if you're looking at that. Other than that, there's not a ton down here at the second base position unless something opens up. Oh, and Sean Rodriguez of the Pittsburgh Pirates was down here. We like looking at him versus lefties. Uh, Josh Harrison is 36 versus Lester. I forgot to mention him. He's in play if you're targeting Lester. But Sean Rodriguez, 3100 bucks, second base outfield eligible. For the Pittsburgh Pirates, nice. Last week is first base, second base. That sucks. I love them when he had the outfield eligibility. That's back, so that opens up some serious value at thirty one hundred dollars. Second base, you got Jose, or third base, you got Jose Ramirez who went deep twice yesterday. He's fifty four versus Gibson. You can definitely look there if you want. Um, Eugenio Suarez versus a lefty. You love it at forty nine hundred bucks versus Matt Boyd. Definitely target that one. I believe he took Boyd deep last time they met. Um, Arenado hit a granny yesterday. Eduardo Escobar, nice game yesterday. I like him again tonight. He's third base shortstop eligible at 4,700 versus Bartolo Colon. So definitely look at that one. Uh, Bregman versus Leak at 47 is very, very nice as well. I think I might go Escobar, but I love Bregs and what he's been doing. So can't completely ignore that. You go down farther, though, you got the likes of uh, you know Max Muncy does hit lefties really well. He's 4,300 bucks versus Wade Miley, first base, third base eligible. Makes for an interesting GPP type play for you there. Um, Mikel Franco at 4K versus Pomerantz is very, very enticing. The Phillies have a 4.55 total. Lefties 3.46, righties 3.74, and Franco's been swinging a hot bat. So 4K versus Mikel makes a very, very interesting play there versus Pomerantz. Um, Yohan Camargo had a nice night last night. He's 3,900 versus Dan Straley, so he's a cheaper third base option. You can look at Mustakis and GPPs at 39 as well as someone you can take a peek at at the bottom half of the third base position. Again, John Harris Solarte's 3,600, something you can think about. Uh, Miguel Sano had a couple knocks yesterday. I'd like to see a little more out of him. Other than that, not a ton that, stand, that stands out for you. Maybe a Matt Duffy versus Tyler Skaggs at 32 if Duffy's leading off, something like that. But uh, that's about it. Let's go over to the shortstop position and see what we have here. You'll have your usual suspect at the top. Francisco Lenore at 5,300 bucks against Kyle Gibson. So, Frenchie's always in play, but then you got Baez, Gregorius. Gregorius in a good spot there versus Ramirez. But look at the Yanks. They have the highest total at 6.35. That's ridiculous. Jeffrey Ramirez is horrible. So, uh, Yankees at 6.35 total. Definitely worth a look and should be pretty popular. Manny Machado versus Wade Miley at 48 is very, very nice as well. Uh, you know, Manny's career power and hard hit rate and all that good stuff versus lefties. Good spot there versus Wade Miley. Eduardo Escobar mentioned him at third base. He's Third base shortstop eligible at 47. I like him a lot tonight in that matchup versus Big Sexy, who you can pick on early and often. Mentioned is Dribble Cabrera at second base shortstop eligibility. He's 4,500 versus Pomeranz in a good spot as well. When you slide on down, though, you got guys like Chris Taylor, outfield shortstop eligible versus Wade Miley at 42. The Dodgers are very live tonight. They have a 4 6 total. Lefty's 371, righty's 317 versus Miley. A little re- weird reverse splits there with Wade, but both sides hit him just fine. If you are fading Danny Duffy, a Tim Anderson at 4,100 does come into play for you, especially a part. I wouldn't say more as a one-off, more so as a stack. If you're stacking the White Sox, Tim Anderson comes into play. Our good old boy Kiki Hernandez, outfield shortstop eligible at 4K versus Wade Miley. Yes, versus a lefty. He does come into play for sure. Mentioned Juan Camargo earlier at 3900 bucks. He's an interesting play, like I said. Uh, Marcus Simeon at 37 performers versus a lefty, but still a cheaper shortstop if you need him. Miguel Rojas versus Allard at 35 for a cheaper one. Jorge Polanco at 3,400 versus Bauer as a one-off. Don't go stacking against Bauer, but unless you want to get really contrary. If you have a bunch of lineups, sure, but otherwise don't. 
And then Ahmed Rosario at 3K, ever since he started leading off for the Mets, he's been playing a little better. Still inconsistent, but better. So a good cheap shortstop versus Tanner Roark. Heading to the outfield, you got Mookie Betts at 6K. Uh, Mike Trout at 59, they're both outstanding plays. Christian Yelts been on fire, the NL Player of the Week. J.D. Martinez, Ben Attendee, these are all your usual suspects. But let's go down to Reese Hoskins at 5,500 versus Drew Pomeranz. Definitely want to target that one as a play, as he might go over the Green Monster tonight. A.J. Pollock's a good play again versus Cologne. Chris Davis' power versus Gaviglio's in play as well. Don't sleep on Juan Soto, as we know he has a ton of power versus lefties at 5,000. But, you know, after Hoskins, you got, like I said, those usual suspects there, which are very interesting. You got Sterling Marte at 5K versus Leicester. Marte has been on just straight fire of late, and you can target Leicester with the right-handed bats. Lefty's 365, righty's 359 versus Leicester. So Marte at 5K is another good one to target there. As you go on down, you got Giancarlo at 49 is interesting. Aaron Hicks at 47 is a nice cheaper piece of that Yankees pie if 47 is cheap, but cheaper than, than some of the others. So keep that in mind. Uh, Joey Gallo in your GPPs at 46. George Springer's down to 4,600 bucks versus Mike Leake. I know uh, he's not, you know, been a world beater, but same time, lefty's 402, righty's 345 off Leake. So Springer, you're going to be at a discount at 4,600 if you just want to think about that. You got Acuna Jr. I told you he's a good play yesterday. He went deep. He's been playing again tonight uh, against Australia. It's not, I don't love it as much as yesterday, but still, he's been playing great since leading off. So keep him in mind at 45. Uh, Avisel Garcia, career-wise, has crushed lefty, so 4,500 versus Danny Duffy. Makes for an interesting play if you're playing the if you're not playing the Duff man, which I still love Duffy, but there are angles to go opposite if you need to. As you slide on down, Odubel Herrera at 44, interesting play there. But uh, like a Brett Gardner at 4,400 versus Ramirez, a nice cheaper piece of the Yankees as well. Shohei Otani at 43, he's actually been swinging it pretty decent of late, so get a little bit of a discount there with Otani. Uh, Brandon Nimmo, if he's leading off at 4200 bucks, I do like that versus Tanner Rourke. Went Merrifield at 42, Mitch Attempt, second base outfield eligible. Chris Taylor, Matt Kemp, Yasiel Puig, all 4200 bucks for the Dodgers, all in play versus Miley. I prefer Kemp, Taylor, Puig in that order. But if you're doing, if you're not stacking, I prefer Puig the most as a GPP play as you're looking for the power bat, not the stack. If that makes sense. If you have questions, hit me up in the Slack chat. I will definitely explain it some more. But uh, you slide on down, maybe a Kyle Schwarber and a GPP to try to go deep. Uh, Steven Souza Jr., 4100 bucks. He went deep yesterday. Facing Bartolo, I can go back to that well again tonight. A little bit of a discount for you there. Cole Calhoun, 4100 bucks first. the Rays on their bullpen game. I hate targeting bullpen games, but it's very, very intriguing. If weather's right and you're not using Homer Bailey, Nick Castellanos at 4100 bucks is very, very nice. But the weather looks nasty there, so be careful. As you slide on down some more, we got Kiki Hernandez of 4K, who we do like quite a bit in this matchup for Swade Miley. Um, going interesting now. I believe he's right-handed. No, he's left-handed. It's the other one. So cancel that thought. But Mitch Hanniger at 39. Yeah, GPP, you can look at it. But uh, D. Gordon's right there to steal some bags if you need them. Uh, slide on down even farther, though. You got Curtis Granderson at 39. GPP type play leading off there for the Jays. If he doesn't get traded today, as a lot of teams are looking at him, so be careful there. Um, remember, Adam Duvall still says he plays for the Reds facing Boyd. He got traded to the Braves, so be careful in that one. As he'll face Dan Straley, I doubt he plays. I think the plan is to platoon him in the outfield against left-handed pitching. But Cameron Maybin's there against Tyler Allard, or Colby Allard at 3700 bucks. so definitely look at him as a cheaper option for you. Maybe a Lurie Garcia at 37 versus, uh, versus Danny Duffy as a cheaper outfielder for the White Sox. 
if you need to go there. Jorge Bonifacio at 37 with another cheapy option as well. So a couple there in the high threes you can definitely look at. As you slide on down, though, you got the, uh, you know, if Dustin Fowler gets a play, he's 3700 bucks. If Nick Martini starting a leading off for the A's, he's 37 as well. So both those guys are in play if they're leading off, one or the other, obviously. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier, 3500 versus Skaggs is an interesting GPP-type play in that matchup. Um, you get down below 3500 now, and it really thins out. You know, earlier this year we had a ton of plays down here. It's getting bleak, like, Ricardo Parra has been slumping immensely. He's 3,300 versus, versus uh, Flaherty. Carlos Gomez is 33 versus Skaggs. Nothing I'm really loving there. Maybe a Dustin Fowler or Dexter Fowler versus uh, John Gray at 3,300 is a guy you could look at. But really nothing crazy there. It really, really sucks. I'm going to say I want to wait for lineups and hope something comes out even farther down that really stands out. Like Marvin Gonzalez, 3,100. Outfield shortstop I like a little better. First Mike Leak, I can go that direction. Uh, Sean Rodriguez at 3,100 versus John Lester. I like that a little more just for the value savings. But, uh, you know, if Roman Quinn's back in the lineup at 3K, you can look at him. Robbie Grossman's 3K versus Bauer. So check your lineups. There will be stuff that comes out as always, but nothing too sexy at the moment. Recapping your pitching real quick. Up top, Tanaka, Bauer, Skaggs. Remember, if you're playing cash games, though, it goes Bauer, Skaggs, Tanaka. John Gray's by himself in the middle. Then you got Duffy, Gibson, and Boyd. And then down below, you got Shields and Bailey. Watch the weather in Washington, Pittsburgh, Detroit is really nasty. And Atlanta, your top totals are the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Diamondbacks, the Braves, and the A's. Those are your top five totals on the slate. But there's a lot to target on this slate. Let's look at the BVP real quick and send you on your way on this Tuesday. Ben Attendee and Mitch, Mitchie Tubags have both taken area to deep. Uh, Brett Gardner, two for three with a homer off Jeffrey Ramirez. Adam Jones, 11 for 30, two doubles and three homers off Tanaka. Joey Rickards taking them deep. Jonathan Scope, nine for 31, three doubles, three homers. Trey Mancini and Chris Davis have taken them deep as well. Daniel Murphy, four for 11 with a double and a homer off of Steven Matz. Mark Reynolds, four for 11 with three doubles. Uh, Brandon Nemo's taking Rourke deep, so is Michael Conforto. Austin Meadows. Elias Diaz, two for seven with a double and a homer. Uh, both taking him deep. Jordy Mercer's taking him deep. He's another cheap shortstop you can look at. Sean Rodriguez, three doubles, three homers, only at 218, but he's got that upside there for you. Uh, Josh Harrison, Francisco Cervelli have all taken him deep. Uh, so some interesting numbers there against John Lester. Javi Baez, six for 10 with three doubles and a homer off Tyon. Anthony Rizzo, eight for 13 with a double and two homers. Those are some pretty nice numbers for a small sample, but really, really nice numbers there. Ozzy Albies, 4 for 10 with two homers off Dan Straley, so he might like him a little bit. Uh, Nick Markeka, 7 for 24 doubles and a homer. Suzuki, 4 for 10, two doubles. Freeman's taking him deep as well, so the Braves are in play for you. Adam Ingles, a guy I was looking at, he's 6 for 12 with a double and three triples versus Danny Duffy. Matt Davidson, 4 for 13 with a double and two homers. Abreu's taking him deep twice. 16 for 50, two doubles, two homers, hitting 320. Uh, Larry Garcia, 6 for 18. Tim Anderson, 10 for 29 with a homer. Yomer Sanchez, 10 for 32. Avi Garcia, 11 for 33. They're hitting 333 off Duffy. But he has pitched really well against him this year. So pick your poison. Lucas Duda, 4 for 10. The double and two homers off James Shields. Alcides Escobar, 6 for 19. A double and two triples. Alex Gordon's taking him deep as well. Uh, Jorge Polanco, 4 for 16. It's a 250 average, but a double and three homers off Trevor Bauer. Eddie Rosario, 12 for 30 with a double and two home runs. 
Joe Mauer's hitting 325, 13 for 40 with seven doubles and a homer. Lobo's hitting five for 10, two doubles. Interesting numbers versus Trevor Bauer for the Twins. If you want to be contrarian, they have had success, but I think it's more so the old Trevor Bauer, not the new Trevor Bauer. Edwin Encarnacion, I told you I liked him as a weird play. Seven for 22 with a double and four home runs off Kyle Gibson. Jan Gomes, 12 for 27, two doubles, two homers. Jason Kipnis, 12 for 27, two doubles and homer. 12 for 27 is a 444 average. Michael Brantley, Jose Ramirez, both taking him deep. Lindor's 10 for 27 with a double. Interesting numbers to look at there. As we slide down, we look at the Rockies and the Cardinals. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Alex Avila against Cologne, four for the double and two homers. Uh, John Jay's taking him deep as well. A little bit farther, Chris Davis taking Gaviglio deep in a small sample. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, Machado, four for 10 on the home run. Wade Miley, Puig, Grandal, Forsyth taking him deep. Kemp's taking Miley deep twice. So there you have it, folks. Your Tuesday edition of Quick Hits in the Books. Again, check us out online at thesportsdgens.com on Twitter at thesportsdgens. I'm at BDentric. Uh, join us in the Slack chat with all your questions. It's, it's really a good thing. I know I talk about it a lot, but it's growing and it's good. It's helpful for everybody. Uh, the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast is out and about, previewing the WGC Bridgestone Invitational with myself and Jesse. Tons more content coming up this week. Uh, the boy, our buddy Free Stats came out with a really good piece. Is it time to buy on Will Myers? And uh, I'm blanking here. I got these allergies are killing me right now. Really good piece that he just came out with. So go check that out. Much, much more going on at the website. But uh, good luck on this 14-game slate. And this will be MLB DFS Quick Hits, your July 31st edition. I'm out.